So I'm just coming off a very busy week, everybody. It's one of those things where you're kind of in it and you go, you can't even believe what's happening. My son turned 13 on Friday and we had this idea that we were going to, it was all my weekly big three. We were going to build him this like tabletop gaming thing. Like he's really into Dungeons and Dragons right now. And so we got this table and we like went to Lowe's and we got the wood and stained all this stuff. Right. And so, and we have to do it when he's not here or I'm not working or right. he's asleep. So it really kind of <laughs> minimizes yeah. when you can do it. And on Wednesday, we got this board. You know, it's like it's not half of it was sanded and finished from the place and the other half wasn't. And I was moving it around and came in the basement and um, I got a, a splinter on Wednesday. It was not uh. until Saturday afternoon that I had time to get it out. <laughs> I spent three days with a splinter in my thumb because I was just like running around. And so I just thought to myself, man, wouldn't this be a great week just to have less going on? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember any of it really. I don't, it was such a, it was not the experience what? I wanted. What I want to know is like, have we created a monster? Like a monster who is like, it's not on my daily big three today to take out the splinter. <laughs> That's a good point. I'll I should have written this, it down. Nick, you are 10 times the man <laughs> that I would ever hope to be. No. I would have cleared my entire calendar to tend to that small splinter. <laughs> That's how much I, I could tolerate pain. Well, okay. Well, let me tell you this. I was, I sort of kept saying it. I'd be like, oh, and I, you know, we had to go to a wedding on Saturday and I kept going like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get this out. And then when I finally went to go get it out after the morning wedding, I went and showed it to everybody in my house I okay, put it in my okay. hand, and I was like, look at the thing okay. that I've been living with, the thing that I got building this thing for you for your birthday. And everybody was like, oh, okay. That was really small. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> actually literally said to me, I can't believe you're showing me this. <laughs> anyway, I'm just, I'm just highlighting what can happen if you're if you've got so much going on, if you've got too much going on in a given week, perhaps you find yourself making choices that are uh, unhealthy and maybe not you're not getting the work done like you might want to. Does, ever ha does anyone have anything similar to this where you're running around? I mean, Courtney, I mean, it's not like you don't have anything going on at home right now. No, I don't have anything going on. Um and I, honestly, everything that comes <laughs> top to mind, like top of mind is nowhere close to just like running around with like, self-inflicted pain. But yeah, I mean, things are, you know, again, I've said this many times on the podcast, but there's nothing like having a small human to keep alive, um, to keep things a little chaotic at all times. Um, so yeah, but I'm trying to think if there's anything that really compares with running around with a splinter for a week. And Verbs, you wouldn't know anything about this. You don't have enough kids around there. No, we don't. We uh, we need a few more. But I will say this is, you you know, we talk about our own schedules. And then again, when you have, we have three. So then they're at the age now to where they have a need to have schedules. So we're in that transition, at least at the time of this recording of heading into summertime, you know, schools letting out. But now we realize, hey, we probably need to schedule something for these children to go to some kind of summer camp program, something. So it's going, we're in that process of figuring that out for them and then matching that up with our schedules and make sure that, you know, everybody's considered, you know, when we're formulating a thing like a, 
a weekly big three, a daily big three, or just life in general. So that's kind of our, the mode that we're in at the moment. So today we're going to be talking about one of the most foundational tools of the planner. It seems I don't think we should tell them. I think we should just Whoa. say we should just say the Whoa. most foundational tool. Just, of the planner. just leave them hanging in suspense yeah. until after the after yeah. the intro. I like it. Let's okay. do it. Great. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker. Happy Monday to you, Courtney. Happy Monday. I'm like so curious if people have picked what they think is like the most foundational tool of the planner. Yeah, it could be a plethora of tools that are currently in the planner. It's um, in the title of the episode. <laughs> Don't tell Courtney. Who reads the titles? Nick, who reads the titles of That's these a good episodes? point. They just press play. And I don't on. even That's know true. the title of this episode. <laughs> yeah, so today, this is really probably the most, like the simplest exercise that we can give you, especially if you're somebody that has never used the planner and you're just looking for some quick tips to help you. Um, I think it's one of the best tips we can give you. If you are a planner user, like I hope today re-energizes you on why this is so important. And today we're talking about the daily big three, just the exercise of selecting three things you'll complete for the day and why it's so important. And we said this probably in previous episodes before that a lot of times people get the planner first time user, they open it up and they're overwhelmed by the amount of tools uh, that are included in the planner. And where to start first is kind of up in the air. It's like, where do I start first? Where do I begin with? Is it with the goals? Do I start with this weekly preview? And we always direct them or direct them to the daily big three because yeah. you're already in your day. You know the, the amount of things that you have to do. So this is going to actually make you think about what are, the, what are the top leverage things that I need to get done today that are really going to help move things along. That way, at the end of the day, I can account for what I've done and I actually feel like my day was productive. I think that's so true. I think it's true for people when they start using the planner, like you and I always teach that in the onboarding webinar for the full focus planner. But I also think that's true if you found yourself kind of like falling off the wagon. Maybe you've just been yes. through a banana season, you know, your Nick running around with a splinter in your thumb, <laughs> whatever that looks like. You know, I think just getting back to that practice of selecting your daily big three can really be the catalyst to get you back on track. No, I agree. And I think also this is the first time I've actually thought about this um, when you said that is that's the one tool in the planner that it's, it already has a built in consistent rhythm to it, right? So you, it's harder to start off with annual goals because that's once a year. It's harder to start off with a quarterly preview. That's, you know, every three months, even a weekly preview, because that's every, you know, seven days, but a daily preview, even if 
you know, you're just getting started, it gives you a chance the next day to get back on it and keep it going so you can establish a good, healthy rhythm right out of the box. Okay. So we want to give you a couple of reasons to, we've already given you some good reasons, uh, but some, some core reasons for why you should set a daily big three. Reason number one is you get more done by doing less. Now, even hearing that, that reason is it almost seems antithetical because it's like you look at your calendar, you look at your task list, you can visibly see the amount of things that you have to get done within the span of your day, uh, let alone a month or, or more. But being able to focus and force yourself to prioritize and focus on what matters most, then that's going to give you the leverage that you need to actually pay attention to what matters most. Because one, you're writing it down every day. You're making it visible. You're putting it right in front of your face. So it's not just out there as a thing that you know needs to be done that never really gets chased down. And it helps you keep yourself accountable for those things that you're writing down in your in your big three. Yeah. I think this is so interesting too. I think culturally we've kind of set the expectation that the way to get fulfillment is to check the most boxes in the list. And that's a really flawed philosophy because it basically says every checkbox is equal. And that's just not the case. But that's that's really how I, I think we've set ourselves up to look at our task list when really what we need to do is figure out what are the things if I accomplish today I'm going to leave the day feeling fulfilled, like I accomplished something. What are those things? What are the most important mm-hmm. things I need to accomplish today and prioritize those? And certainly there are other tasks that you're going to do, but by completing those fewer things, prioritizing those, you know, you leave the day feeling like, wow, I really won today. You know, I really got done the things, the, the fewer things, but the things that were more important. Yeah. It's funny. I'm going to tell this story. Hope, hopefully that it ties into what we're actually talking about. I think it does. But I was playing Uno with my kids uh, this weekend, and it's one of our favorite card games to play. But depending where you go, everybody has their version of the house rules of Uno. Oh, yeah. And so I introduced them. I said, you know, I said, you can actually play Uno and actually keep score. And they never heard of this. Have you guys ever done Uno with actually tracking? I, I don't. I, I guess not a what do, yeah, what do you mean exactly? But I thought there was a okay, score. Okay, so, so well, there is. I mean, obviously, the object of the game is to get one card left in your hand while yeah. pulling draw twos, draw fours to your opponent yeah. so they can get as many cards in the hands as possible. But now, whether this, we probably need to Google this, but when you keep scoring Uno, every, I'll call them a face card, so every, you know, reverse draw yeah. two, draw four, wild card that's left in your hand it has a value to it. So let's say a wild card yes. is 50 points. Uh-huh. So the goal during the game is you have to get rid of all, all your high value cards yes. first. Because if you go out or somebody else goes out, you want your lowest number of cards in your hand. You want your ones and your twos and your threes. Because when you tally those up, the person who actually wins is the person with the lowest score. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever done that now, before. Yeah, it, and it could be a longer you know, round of Uno. You know, Those can go on for a couple of hours because everybody's keeping score and still trying to win. But when I'm thinking about that version of the game, um, this is almost what you want to do here is you want to, you get more done by doing less. So it forces you into getting rid of those highest leverage cards that you would normally save mm-hmm. to the end and put those down in the deck. 
That way you have a better chance at the end of actually winning because you held on to your lowest scoring cards. But at early in the game, you got rid of all your high leverage ones. Yes. Does that work? Gosh, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that's, that's actually exactly uh, right. Yeah. I, I'm not even sure I can add anything to that. So I'm going to go on to reason number two. <laughs> reason number two uh, you actually, well, we kind of mentioned this, but you feel better when doing less. You know, again, when we frame things as like the goal today is to check as many boxes as possible. And again, we call it the never ending to do list because things are coming in as fast as you can check them off. You're just going to be overwhelmed. You know, it is like you're on the hamster wheel. And what that leads to is really a lack of motivation. You know, if you're just constantly yeah. spinning that wheel and feeling like I can never get ahead, I can never, you know, the only way for me to get all these things checked off is for me to work nights and weekends. That is really a recipe for burnout. And so what this does is really gives you the ability not to feel overwhelmed. You know, if you really focus on, okay, these are the three highest priority things that I need to do. Um, and I get those checked off. I feel accomplished. I don't feel overwhelmed. And, you know, you kind of build momentum as you finish your big three every day. So you finish your big three on Monday, you leave with a sense of accomplishment. On Tuesday, you're like, okay, I did it yesterday. The more you flex that muscle, the more that you have confidence of like, okay, yeah, I know how to prioritize and get the right things done rather than just all of the things. And I know this is a this is kind of a running topic on the show, Courtney, but even when we talk about, you know, whether it's workouts or any sort of exercise regimen, you know, those first couple of days that you're starting from zero, just a cold start, it feels clunky. You don't, you're not really, you're motivated in the sense of, you know, what, if I stick with this, then these are the results I can get. But that first week or so, you might be getting up at an earlier time, your muscles are all sore, and you're not <laughs> truly motivated to get to the next day. But the more you push in, the more you continue to do it again, and you establish establish that rhythm, you're, you start to see the results that you're actually hoping for. Can I ask on behalf of the of the listener, somebody who maybe doesn't have as much experience with the big three, they're going to say, but I have so much stuff to do. I can't, mm -hmm. it's, it is fantasy land to go. I three, three things in a day. That's crazy. So what, what yeah. would you say to them? Well, I would say absolutely. There are usually, <laughs> and I'll talk about the flip side of this in just a minute. There are usually more than three things that you're going to do in a day that you're going to get done. Um, but what this choosing your daily big three and focusing on those things first, what it does is just prioritize. It's just bringing the most important things to the surface. Of course, there are going to be other tasks that you do, other things that are going to get checked off, but it reframes again, the whole practice instead of just how many check marks can I get everything weighted equal to, okay, I'm going to prioritize the most important things first. That's going to, again, give me this feeling of fulfillment, this kind of ability to combat overwhelm. Uh, again, you're still, you're going to get 
um, a lot done in the day, but it's not going to be all weighted, just like all things are created equal. That's good, Courtney. I like what you just said. Like, what what are the things that are com- going to combat overwhelm, but also what are the things that I'm going to be able to do that's going to get overwhelm off of my plate altogether? Because the goal essentially is I want the freedom to be able to have time in my day to be able to give some of my best energy to my other relationships, whether it's a spouse, whether it's children, whether it's uh, friends or whoever's in your community. Like, what can I do and move those things off of the plate, but still going to get the game moving down the field? So we uh, we did a participated, me and my two sons, they're eight and 10. We participated in a father-son weekend a couple of weeks ago, this camp. So during the camp, we played wiffle ball. Right. So there's this whole resurgence of a wiffle ball movement going on. <laughs> was it shaving? And it was, it was actually ball pretty cool. Or just normal wiffle ball. Nope, just just normal, normal wiffle normal. ball. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> but you know, we're playing we're playing with younger guys. So they're, you know, six years old, seven years old, eight years old. But yet we still want to win this game. So we had to we let the guys, the younger guys go first, and we noticed this game was moving kind of slowly. This we're not getting our home runs in or our runners aren't coming in. So it's a slow game. Then we realize we need to probably sprinkle in dads in the batting lineup to kind of get the the game going. Um, and once that started happening, you know, dads were stepping up. They were cracking the ball over the fence, the home run, because these were our highest leverage players that we could implement into this game to get the get the uh, the scoreboard in the upward direction and get mm-hmm. you know our boys across the plate to to uh, to keep the game moving. So that was. That was kind of the point is how do we put in our highest leverage players to get this score going in the direction it needs to go? You know, I think this is really, again, we have virtual fire today. With it's the, two today. The I got two stories. But I think what you're saying is so wise because a lot of times I think the things that need to be prioritized need to be part of your daily big three. A lot of times there are things that once they're done, they make other tasks easier. And I think it's worth saying also that you know, you still have a place for those other things that you need to do. They're just right. not in, you know, those top marquee features of your big three. Those will go into your tasks or your task management system or whatever you use as things that you will eventually be able to get to. But it's not that those highest leverage items that are going to um, appear in your big three for that day. So if I'm a new planner user, I've got this beautiful planner in front of me and I go, what do I do? Or if I'm a current planner user and I've maybe uh, lost a little bit of the thread, what should I do with, with, let's say, today or tomorrow's big three section? Yeah, I think some questions that might help you with that is just ask, you know, what is most important today? Um, Or is there anything urgent today? Again, when you're talking about today, um, both of those things are important to look at. What's urgent and what's important today? Um, I would say the third question that personally really helps me is, okay, what do I need to do today that would, at the end of the day, if I got it done, would give me that sense of fulfillment? You know, I would leave thinking, wow, I got, I got a lot done today. Even if I just got these three things done, you know, I would have that sense of accomplishment. Um, Now, if you, so starting out, that's kind of some maybe helpful questions to think of. If you've been using the planner for a while, you know, one thing in addition that you would want to ask is what moves 
um, help you tick off your weekly big three. So you're using the context of what you've said is most important for the week and then distilling those down into daily actions. And so if you've been using it for a while, you'll kind of want to add that um, as a question to ask yourself. Well, you probably know the benefits of a compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. So one of the beauties about the advent of the focus on this podcast now being in visual format is the implementation of a brand new segment that we're calling focus on this show and tell. Now, these are items that we can uh, that we'll be able to show you guys uh, small items, maybe their tips, their hacks, things that we've put into play in our lives, either out of convenience. uh, They help us with our productivity or just things we enjoy because they bring us joy. So I'm going to go ahead and let uh, my cohorts today here begin the show and tell segment. All right. Well, I'll go first. Um, Very excited about this. And, you know, I take it as one of my husbandly duties to uh, make coffee every night. I like it. I like to know that it's done. I like to be able to have my wife just have it. So we do it in the night before, set the machine. And for some birthday, Christmas she bought me, it's one of my favorite gifts I've ever gotten. I've already talked about this, but if you can see the video, you should check it out. It is a clip that goes on your coffee bag. Was that ASMR for you? Do you like that? That was, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's a clip that goes on your coffee bag that there's more ASMR. <laughs> that is also that is also your scoop. So I've been, I've been using the same scoop That's for... You know, three, four years now. So I've got my like dosing all planned out and it just clips to my bag every morning and ev- or every night when I and every night I'm like so displeased that it's there and it's so convenient. Um, and so I really like honestly this I don't know how much this was. I don't know where you get them. I'm sure it's not I'm sure they're easy to find. But I, I really compared to what I was doing before. Oh, it's a spoon. It's a th- it's all this is so this is great. So I, I highly recommend this. It's great for getting your coffee the same every day. And it just feels, makes me feel like I've hacked the system a little bit. <laughs> so that's, that's well, what I'm showing. Great off. news. You're not sure where it's from, but I'm really good at Google. 
And I have found <laughs> a link that you can get a three pack for $10 of those. And we can include that in the show notes. Nick, I'm curious to know. So is this whole coffee uh, thing that you do in the evening, is this actually part of your evening ritual? It is, Verbs. Thank you so much for pointing that out. And it wasn't always. Um, and sometimes there are moments, you know how it is, where you're, I'm tired, I've had such a long day, I've whatever, but I really have committed to just like past Nick decided that future Nick needs coffee in the morning. And that to when you walk out of your room and there's already like coffee, you like turn the corner and you can smell the coffee. It really is. Uh, it's it's a small delight. So uh, the coffee scoop. That's fantastic. High five to future Nick there. Who wants to go next? I have one, but I don't have the item. That's fine. Is that okay? We didn't. Well, let's be honest. We sprung this on Courtney. So. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Okay. This is. Y'all are going to die when I tell y'all this item because I don't have it at the moment and you're, you'll see why it's kind of a problem in a minute. <laughs> um, but I have AirPods, right? Which are great, but I, I don't know, like I'm like, I feel like I'm decently good at like keeping up with things, but whatever it is about those AirPods, I just can never find them. Never. It, it's like a thing. And even the find your iPhone thing, it doesn't always work very well, in my opinion. Like, it's like, where are the AirPods? And so I got this case that actually clips to my keys. And now I keep my AirPods like with my keys. So I always know, and I find that I use them a lot more often because I just always have them. So if I'm out like at the grocery store, well, I've got my AirPods. I can just pop in a podcast and um, listen to it while I'm shopping. Um, but <laughs> strangely, don't have it in this moment to show you all <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I left my keys in my car. Uh, and... <laughs> Uh, I also have like a tile on my keys. So it's like I have multiple ways to keep up with these AirPods now. Again, because they are not cheap, you know, not the thing that you want to be like losing on the regular. So there is my little, uh, what are a show and tell like productivity thing? Okay, Bert, what, are you, what are you showing us today? Yeah. So actually, um, one of our teammates on the marketing team, Amy Fucci, had mentioned this item and she said it and I was like, man, we were recording some videos for a course. And uh, I was like, I didn't even know they made that. I'm going to investigate. Actually, she sent me the link and it was about to be my birthday and my wife and my family got this item for my birthday. So I do a lot of work at computers all day and everybody knows that, you know, if you're sitting for a long amount of time, you tend to, your posture tends to slouch a little bit. So there's this device called the Upright Go and what it is, I'm going to show you now is a little monitor yes. um, that's connected to your iPhone. And so the moment you start to slouch a little bit, you can calibrate it first. So, you know, you take your normal position and your slouching position. So it, when it knows you're starting to slouch, it'll send a little vibration to this device. And then that tells you, hey, straighten up your back, young man. So they bought this for the birthday. It's awesome. on Instagram. Now, do you mind telling us how much that costs? Because right now, uh, Nick and I, both of our items are $10 or under. Is that under $10 by chance? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Yours included AirPods, Courtney. 
<laughs> no, oh, well, that's true. But the, the real, the, like, tip was this case that you can hook to your keys. That's my Okay, step. okay. Fair enough. No, actually, I think these might have been maybe $49. Wow. And what's it called? So it's called the Upright Go, and there's a couple of different models, you know, so they have a little bit of a pricing tier. Um, you can get, like, a necklace that connects to the device, and then you just throw the necklace on, or... You get the little sticky tabs that go directly to your back between your shoulder blades. Um, they come with the basic model of it. So, and then just talking about it is making my posture better. Yeah, I I have to say I actually do have one. I have an older model of it. I do think that it's great. You yeah. can use it for because I stand at my desk all day. You can use it for standing at your desk. You can use it for like walking, if you want, or if you go to the store. It has like different modes for how now that i did not know oh like how rigid do you want to be right if you're walking you're going to lean over a little sure. bit further probably uh i think it's great and I, I i get headaches a lot if I, my posture is too bad so i i got it for that reason so that's two i'm co-signing verbs is what a great series of items yeah yeah sorry i meant to show the little the screen there so so it has an app that goes that's with that it. works Slouch. yeah Yep. Well, the app tells you when you begin to slouch as well. This is a great inaugural show and tell. You know what we should do? We should encourage people to go to the Full Focus Planner community, and they can show off some of their favorite little tips. And, that's a good idea. And then we can gadgets. buy them all, and then we can share them. <laughs> <laughs> so we are pretty excited today because we're gonna kind of make a little adjustment to the show. Usually we have a final thought for you at the end of the episode, um, but if you've listened for a while, you may be excited to hear kind of the new direction, which is to give you a tip that really levels up your planner usage at the end of the episode. So, very special uh, tip of the day brought to you by Verbs. Well, thank you, Courtney. And uh, so here's today's tip to level up your planner usage. You want to start each of your daily big three with a strong verb. So what this looks like is thinking of the item that you want to accomplish and prefacing that with a verb like finish, write, complete, implement, do something strong that connotates action and helps you realize, hey, this is going to get done today and helps frame it up for you a little bit better. So today's tip is strong verb with verbs. <laughs> Brought to you by the letter V. The letter V. Well, thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So make sure you share it with your friends and don't forget to join us over in the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. Join us next week and we'll be back with another great episode. But until then, stay focused. Stay focused. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.